season six, episode number 24, Will. We have this episode, then one more, and then season six is concluded. Isn't that wild? I, I'm excited for season seven. I'll put it like that. Yeah, that's true. You don't care about season six anymore, even though we got two episodes left. All I'm right, whatever. You got a movie after six seasons, right? Is that how it works? Six I, seasons in a movie? Is that how it works? I, I've been talking to Warner Brothers. I'm pretty sure they're down for a movie. I like it. That voice you hear is Jason Finder. This is another Jason Finder episode. We had to get Vaccine him on one more time. for your radio listening ears. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's the energy we're going to have today. Jason Finder. In the show before the show. Jason Finder says, let's go. Let's do this. I ask him. I said, I don't do you need want me to go through what I have pod, planned? Man. I don't need a pod before Boom. the pod. Let's he says, go, no, man. let's get going. All right. After well, Will was like talking smack about me at like at one minute after the hour, like I was going to yes. blow you guys off. <laughs> like the pro of pros is like, I am going to blow you guys off. I mean, geez, I was kidding. Come on. I drank just giving you a hard crappy time. caffeine water. I have driven to St. Norbert <laughs> College and like risked getting a parking ticket to come record your show i've done radio reads from that closet of a, of a studio yep i have yelled antetokounmpo at the top of my lungs <laughs> i still love that i'm gonna blow you off at one minute after the hour and i, I can't wait to see what today's episode brings <laughs> and I mean, will thinks he's looking forward to antetokounmpo. so will thinks he's looking forward to season seven i'm gonna i'm gonna pressure tony to like look for some freshman next year to replace you <laughs> Six seasons in the door, Will. That's what you get. Irreplaceable. You, you all. <laughs> I'm kidding. The contract is up May 31st. So if the office, if the office can kick Steve Carell to the to the curb, guess what? Yeah, yeah. I'm replaceable. Mm. <laughs> That's right, Will. You better stay in line, boy. All right. So I'm well, not better than Steve Carell. No, I wouldn't say you're on the same planet <laughs> okay. as that. I'll take that. Well, Jason, how are you doing? I mean. It's been a while since you've been on. 100th episode was the last time you made the appearance on the Tony G show. How have you been since? Yeah, you know, pretty good. I've been hanging in there. Um, yeah, it's it's a busy, you know, busy time of year for me, obviously. Baseball ramping up for for the Schwab. We uh, we open up this week. Terminator timeline. I don't know when people are going to listen to this, but it'll be uh, whatever Saturday is the first, I think, May 1st. We open up with Shano. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get our first game going. And um, it's been really weird because – uh, spring football is kind of a pain in the butt uh, because you don't get your players oh, yeah. when you're supposed to. And even when you do get them, like, so we've been practicing kind of like at, I think 6.30, 8.30 every night. So these guys come from football practice and they're, they're sauced. They're mm. totally exhausted. And you're trying yeah. to figure out what kind of team you're going to have. And like, these guys are all exhausted and tired. And, um, and then the AD for Eshwaban on like took on an extra football game too. Like just, Mm. injury it's like uh, just ready to get baseball going i think preble's probably played like 26 games you know cunard over there he's probably already yeah. got like a season under his belt yeah um but we haven't played yet so it'll be interesting it'll be you know and then i have that and then you know the wrap up to the saint norbert season trying to watch those games and uh i have the, the our first game for the lookouts coming obviously yeah. I do a lot of legion stuff you know so it's just kind of one of it's that time of year right it's super busy but yep yeah. NFL draft tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. All it's all stuff. It's all stuff we had planned to talk to you about the NFL draft, SNC baseball, MLB baseball. That's um, yeah. Yeah. So let's start there with St. Norbert baseball. I mean, rough goal of it lately. They just snapped <sighs> a five game losing streak yesterday against Lawrence. They got, got swept 
six games to none this season by Beloit, four over this past weekend. I mean, that really played a damper to their hopes for the conference. I mean, that was uh, obviously not their their hope or their intention. And losing six games is, is really a killer, especially in the shortened schedule. I mean, that's – yeah, that, that hurts. Yeah, I mean, um, boy, Beloit has their number. Um, yeah, they do. It's, it's, it, it's difficult um, to kind of watch it because, I mean, they started out so hot and just – you know, the, the wheels just kind of came off there in the middle of the season and it's hard to write that ship, you know, on the other hand too, like I will, I don't want to talk, talk trash about another school. I'm, I'm always amazed that speaking of like schools that own other schools, like how St. Norbert just continually dominates Lawrence is so crazy to me. Um, not that Lawrence doesn't have like good players. Cause I feel like they're getting better because they go and they, you know, I think they've won a couple on the road at Chicago and stuff like that. But like St. Norbert just kind of steamrolls them. It's, I'm, I'm always like, I find that just fascinating. It's one of those teams, one of those kind of things. And I feel the same about Beloit because by the way, I feel like that it, it feels like the atmosphere is that they really don't like each other. And to like kind of in make, you know, make matters worse is they just, they, uh, they couldn't get those, couldn't get those games and they lost a couple of them in pretty bad fashion this last weekend too. I mean, that one game, they were up like seven, two in the eighth yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Seven, two in the seventh, seven, two in the eighth, whatever it was. And he kind of watched it like just kind of tick away. It's like seven, three, seven, four, seven, five. Oh no. You know, here it goes. Right. Um, yeah. It, it was rough. It's been a rough, it's been rough to watch. It's been, it's been hard to watch. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's it's funny to kind of be twenty some games into the season. What are they? Twenty five games into the season, and yes, they are. Yeah, Thirteen and 12. twelve. Yeah, and yep. I and I I don't see like a rhythm with the team. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't like you. You kind of never know who's who's on the mound. You, you never know. Um, even the batting order kind of shifts around a lot, and I think that 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 can lead to to. Um, that kind of inconsistent feeling can sometimes be a struggle. You know, it's easy for me on the outside too. Right. But right. I've right. always just, you know, I, it's one of those things like when, especially like when you, coach Perry, Ben Perry, who him and I run the Legion program together, he's our head coach over there. You know, Ben has like a real rhythm to like what he does. And I feel like you always know your what's expected. You always know what's coming. And I feel like kids react really well to that. Um, it's funny because I've been watching a little bit because I have a lot of these kids coming over to play um, my lookouts team. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. Like, okay, how do I really help? Or how do I really uh, recapture that? Right. Like how do I help them really know what's expected and, and um, you know, what, to, what I want them to do and what I want the season to be like, because, you know, like really a lot of these guys are going to continue their playing careers. Um, you know, in North, like, you know, uh, Trevor, Trevor Cornell's plan. Um, and I think, you know, you know, you watch the whole season. Like, I think Cornell is an excellent player. I, I think he's just a really good player. I watched him all last summer, and I don't think he's gotten two at-bats in spring. And I'm like, dude, that dude's going to play, like, all the time for me. Nick Voles is playing for me, Christian Jack, um, Alston, Tommy Alston's playing. Obviously, uh, you know, some guys are graduating, like Sam and, and uh, uh, Nick Brower. Um, but, you know, just trying to stay, keep consistent and knowing what's expected, I think is just so important, um, especially when seasons are short and I just feel yeah. like we just never really found the rhythm, but losing does that too, by the way, like that is, 
nothing, nothing helps your rhythm like winning games. And I think that, you know, we've kind of talked about it that last time I was on, like they were six and oh, things felt pretty good. And then all of a sudden when the, when the, in a short season, when things start to fall apart, um, it's really hard to stop it. Like it's really, you, you remember this at Green Bay East. Like we yeah. went on that one winning streak. Remember, I think we talked about this on the show like a few times ago. We went on a winning streak that was pretty epic. Like I think like an eight game or nine game wins. Do you remember that? Like I think it was not, nine. Yeah. It was like nine. And we couldn't lose. Like we could not lose. There's no, but everything we did went right. And I think even in games we were losing, like we walked off a couple of games and in pretty funny ways. And it was just such a fun time to play. And then the last three weeks of the season, like we kind of lost it. You know, we just couldn't put it together. Remember we had that televised game? Like we had that game that yeah. was on TV against Preble, I think. I think it was Xavier. Oh, maybe it was Xavier. And yeah. uh, uh, there was disagreement in the ranks over whether we whether we thought we should be playing a TV game right before a regional and all that kind of stuff. Um, we changed up the pitching order that last like week and a half and all yeah. of a sudden like you kind of mess with a good thing and the the wheels fell off and I remember like thinking during the regional like we were losing that regional remember there's a couple of bad calls I don't know if you remember that the fall ball in the yes net. oh yeah that was Coda catcher caught it off yeah he yeah. caught it he caught it he caught it yep they called it it was the first time in my life I have ever seen uh the umpire called strike three on a swing and they appealed it to the first base umpire who overturned it and called it a no swing for a ball. I've never seen that in my life. And we're coming during a week, by the way, where we saw like a, in a Brewers Marlins game, like a call none of us have ever seen quite like that in our lives. And we saw, we, I think we had like two or three calls that day that we were all like, holy cow. And we were losing like five, one, maybe five, two. And you could just tell we were going to lose. And I remember standing next to Ben because I knew it was my last year. Like I knew that. Mm -hmm. I remember saying to Ben, um, I can't believe it ends this way. And that's just, you know, nothing ends, nothing ends well or what, or wouldn't have ended. Right. Just kind of going back to St. Norbert to the baseball team. I just kind of feel like um, once those wheels kind of fell off, it was just, it's just so hard because you can't slow it down. You know, it's like you you lose two games on a Saturday. It's like, well, guess what? You play again in 16 hours. Like, Oh God. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's hard to stop the bleeding sometimes. You see it in all kinds of sports. And, you know, it's too bad. I, I, I think they have a lot of talent. And I think they'll be back, too. So I think they'll be fine. Right. And I certainly think that they're going to be all right moving forward. But like you said, nothing, nothing helps out the, the mojo of a team like winning. But nothing put things puts things in perspective like losing. That's what I feel like. So when you come to a winning streak, you know, everything's flying high and you're all good. But then... When you lose, you kind of come back down to earth, and you know it's it's just the way it goes. Sometimes it's baseball, it's mm-hmm. Division three college baseball, and all you can do from here on is have fun with the rest of the season, try to win each game, and see where it goes. So, and really, I I have pretty strong feelings about the way Division three sports should be played, which I know probably differ from <laughs> for everybody that runs a Division three program, but I really feel like it should be more fun. I feel like, I mean, not, not that it isn't fun. I, I'm, I mean, more fun, like in the sense of like, it should be more fun than comp than competitive. Because I think when you yeah. play a D3, you know, nobody's getting paid a nickel. You're it's the opposite, right? You guys are paying probably 150,000 nickels to be there <laughs> at that college. And um, I think sometimes we forget that, you know, like yep. that's forgotten. And that's why I, I prefer 
I always think about situations like that and I have some preferences, but again, like I said, it's easy to sit on the outside and like make those kind of critiques. Cause I don't do it for a living, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, from a high school perspective, I feel the same way too. You know, last night we had our meetings with the Ashwaubenon kids and we have a really good roster, really good. Um, we're, but we're super young and that means we have some juniors that are kind of caught in the middle right now. Like some juniors that are, um, we probably could have cut like three or four guys. And instead we send them, we're sending them down to JV to keep them playing. Cause I believe like at the end of the day, the longer you can keep kids playing and the more that they get a chance to play, that's, that is what I want to see. You know, Tony, we talked when you were, you know, you went to St. Norbert to play baseball and we taught you, you reached out to me when the, when like all of this kind of hit, right. Like when you were trying to make a decision, like, what do I do? Do I do the, the radio show do i do do i work for the other radio station i don't know if you ever talk about that in the air or whatever but like that kind of yep. stuff and i think i even said to you i'm like dude it's just baseball do you remember yeah. i can remember saying it like so clearly mm-hmm. dude, like one of these things is a, is a sport where you wear short pants and the other one is the rest of your life <laughs> this isn't a hard do you remember me saying that i'm like yeah this isn't a hard yes, decision I and i think you know it's not a hard decision and you're like yeah that's what i thought so, mm-hmm. cause it's perspective, right? Like, yes, I mean, it is. You're in it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a saying that's to a worm and horseradish, the world's horseradish. And I love that saying it's this idea that you, when you're stuck in the middle of it, you'll, you don't see the world for what it is. And then you have some, you know, old 49 year old guy that you're friends with that I, you know, I've been through it. So, um, yeah, I just, I just think it's, it's great to, to do a sport that's fun and enjoy it, uh, at all levels, I think, except for D1 at D1 at the D1 level, it's all, I mean, you're going, you're not going to, who's a Cardale Jones or whatever said something yeah. about like, I go to school for football. Yes. School for school. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, D1, D1 sport is crazy. That's yeah. a whole different animal, but well, yeah, we had, D2, D3 um, level, I think it's different. We had St. Norbert college athletic director, Tim Bald on the show earlier in the season. And he said it right on our show that when you're at the division one level, you are an athlete student. You're not a student yeah, athlete. hundred percent right. And, He's absolutely I mean, right. That is the perfect way to put it for division one athletics. So, you know, it is what it is saying over college baseball. We wish them the best of luck at the end of this season, mm-hmm. moving into summer ball, wherever they go, those players. But how about we transition from our college baseball to some professional baseball. We're about a month in with the baseball season. Any thoughts so far? No, you're a Red Sox guy. Yeah. They're having a surprisingly, to me, I'd say, surprisingly well, great year us, bouncing yeah. back from from their last season. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect this. Um, I JD's expect... having a really good bounce back year too. Who, oh, JD, uh, JD uh, Martinez. Uh, Martinez, yeah. So funny but true. In a fantasy baseball league, in my dynasty league, he was cut, oh, and man. like at the beginning of the year, and Sam Fonder picked him up. And that is like the big nightmare because his team is just ridiculous. And then he picks him (laughs) up for free and it's like just the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, But he loves, I don't know if you, you probably know that you live with him for a year. He loves JD Martinez. Like he loves JD Martinez. He's tried to get me, he's tried to get him off of me like every year. Since yeah, our, he, our league he is loves the play. guy. Yeah, and you can kind of hold yeah. him hostage for him because he's, you know, that, that kind of player. I mean, the crazy thing is like, I don't know if, you know, how much you've actually followed uh, Red Sox baseball, but they've only lost one road game. Like it's pretty wild. Uh, right? like, yeah. Because they're 500 at home. Right. I think they're eight and eight at home. So they're not eight even winning their home games. Uh, they're playing mm-hmm. a ton of home games, but then they go on the road. I mean, they beat DeGrom last night. 
I think technically they beat the um, the bullpen, but that you know Degrom pitched, yeah, uh, and in Mets fashion, the Mets didn't score any runs, and Degrom got hung out to dry, and they lost another one. But um, yeah, you know, it's there's always two things I kind of cheer for, which is the Red Sox, and I cheer for the Yankees to play terrible, and the Yankees are having <laughs> some struggles out of the box too, and that's kind of great. Um, I, I, you know, it's kind of a fun season. I don't know if you're kind of enjoying it too. The, the A's are yes. super fun. And uh, there's like some just real fun teams. Even Pujols kind of looks like he turned back the clock. Like it's almost like yeah. he's, he's almost like he's 45 again. Um, it's a joke about his age, Will, because Albert Pujols is like 70 years old. Um, <laughs> we all we all know he lied about his age at some point. We all we all know it. Uh, but he yeah. looks, fun. you know, he's having fun. He's hitting home runs. What he hit number 667 the other night. Uh, yep. So it's really, you know, he has this outside shot to get the seven bills and that makes him fun to watch. Um, Bryce Harper getting hit in the face last night was not fun to watch. That was brutal. Brutal. Yes. Yeah. How lucky is he? That's yeah. like literally an inch from like life changing. Well, that's yeah. almost like the John Carlos Stanton thing with Mike Fires in Milwaukee. Yeah. It was the exact same thing. A fastball right off the face. And Mike Fires fastball wasn't 97 miles per hour, mind you. Right. Like the guy last night. Yeah, I, and well, there's a guy named uh, uh, Joe Castiglero, right? I think that's right. I can't know. Oh, gosh darn it. Isn't that funny? I should know Red Sox history better than I do. <laughs> uh, there's a guy that was a Red Sox like rookie of the year. That was a Gino Petroselli. I'm going to have to look it up. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna, you're going to hear the typing. Hit in the face. <laughs> I put Red Sox hit in eye. Tony Canigulero. I don't know why I was saying. What go. did I say? Joe. Joe. Uh, so it was during the impossible dream season, 1967 season. Uh, they called him Tony C. See, you'd like that. Tony G. They called him Tony yeah. C. That's kind of funny, right? There you go. Yeah. He was actually a Massachusetts kid. Like he was born in Revere, Massachusetts. He went to school in Lynn, Massachusetts. And he was a really, really good player. Like a really, really excellent uh, baseball player. And he took a fastball to the eye. And it's actually an incredibly famous picture uh, of what he looked like after. So, yeah, August 18th, 1967. So during the dream season, he was batting with Jack Hamilton and was hit by a pitch in his left cheekbone and was carried off the field on the stretcher. He, he sustained a linear fracture of the left cheekbone and dislocated jaw with severe damage to his left retina. Uh, the batting helmet he was wearing did not have a protective ear flap that has since become standard, partly due to this instant, uh, incident. Jeez. So he, a year and a half later, he made a remarkable return. He hit 20 home runs in 141 games, got a 82 RBI. But Dang. then uh, his his vision started to go and like mm. started to fail and started to fail. And, like he just couldn't come back from it. Uh, he actually died really young really really oh, sad, sad career but he was like a very good baseball player and, and and so you think about that in terms of so that's 1967 he would have been 22 years old when it happened oh. um, so you think about bryce harper right like i mean god we were that close yeah the, i mean he, like literally like the end of the career right there and how like it, scary is that a couple inches higher probably would have been like career threatening Oh, absolutely. Because it hit him like kind of like middle, right? It hit like middle cheek almost. Yeah. 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 So, Bryce, Harper, Bryce Harper is 28 years old, by the way. God. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because I feel like I've watched Bryce Harper play since he was like 10 because he's been playing just <laughs> forever. You know what I mean? Do you guys, you yes. know, he's just yeah. one of those guys that um, he's been playing for so long. And since I have you, since we're doing this on, on the Zoom, I'm going to do this. 
That's yeah. what Canigula, that's what he looked that's what Canigulero looked like after he got Holy. hit. Holy wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, brutal. It was brutal. Like it's brutal. And there's actually like video of it and stuff like that. It's, it's awful. It's really awful. So yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's it's scary. That's scary. But you know, kind of going back to the baseball conversation, it's a fun season to watch. I, I'm really enjoying uh, not just because the Red Sox are good, but certainly that helps. Um, I just don't know. I don't know how you're going to beat the Dodgers. I mean, jeez, that offense. I mean, they're plus 37 right now. I mean, <laughs> they're, if they're plus 37 runs, and it is not even May 1st. Well, not to mention, you talk about turning back the clock. Clayton Kershaw is having – I mean, the guy is, like, got to be close to 40 already, and he's having an, another great season. He's, he's only, like, what, 33, right? He's, I, you know, Kershaw's that, not oh. very old. He's not very old because, uh, come on, this is like the big joke because Kershaw and, and Matt Stafford were teammates, right? 33 well, years old. They went to oh, he is? 33 elementary right? school together. You talk about a guy being around forever. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he got pulled up when he was as a reliever when he was like 20. You know, they pull him in, and uh, there's a famous call on YouTube if you because I know you know, as an announcer, you're always looking for great calls. Um, yep he threw his curveball in a spring training game when he was still like a single a double a kid and he threw his curveball to strike a guy out and Vin scully um said and there is public enemy number one as you would call this curveball and you know, like kind of a star was born because that that was kind of the coming out party for him and boy what a, i mean yeah what a great season he's having you know you wonder with some of these older guys like having that that shortened season last year, I wonder if it helped them out a little bit, you know, like they didn't have yeah. the wear and tear. Um, they're able to uh, recover, you know, from all their kind of ailments. I mean, you only play an 80 game season. And I think you're probably going to see the opposite with football this year, go to a 17 game season. You're probably going to see some guys just running out of gas, running back yeah. and all that. Fantasy football is going to be a disaster too, by the way. But didn't we touch on that when we talked about Trevor Bauer, we kind of said how like his season was like kind of too good. Maybe it's because of the shortened season. Yeah, yeah, last year with the numbers he put up, Mm -hmm. sub two earned run average. I mean, he was having an amazing year. I mean, you could make the same case for a guy like Devin Williams or someone like that who had like a sub one ERA, Mm -hmm. just had an amazing year because it was shortened. But yeah, it it is interesting to see the effects that that still has into this season. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny um, when you have those kind of, the kind of numbers that like people put up, because I think it's one of those, like even one of those kind of, missed things, not just with Kershaw, I think to Grom too, like it's not easy to put up those numbers year after year. Even, even the Trevor Bauer signing to me was like a little bit, and I like Bauer. I think you guys know, I think we talked about that. I actually like, I like Bauer too. I I think he's good for baseball. I think he's good for the game. I feel the same way about like a lot of the young guys like Tatis and um, agreed. uh, Vlad. They're fun. I mean, it's fun baseball and I'm an old dude. And I still think that's like, I don't mind like the smack talk and all that kind of stuff, but I always wonder what kind of wear and tear, for pitchers, when you have those really good seasons, like if it's just so much effort, so much work, if you're ever the same after that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Bauer last year, I wonder if he'll ever recapture that. I always felt that way about Pedro because Pedro had um, probably the probably one of the top two, two seasons of all time. He had like back-to-back seasons where he was like, I think he went 41 and 10 with an ERA of under two. Um, and I was, and he was never quite the same after that. He had a really good bounce back when he was like 30, but he was never quite the same in those years, by the way. Did you say 41 and 10? 
Over two years, yeah. He was 23 oh, and four. Years, yeah. yeah, he was 23 and four in 99, and his ERA was 207 and then 174. I wish I could find his. Oh, here it is. His whip is so his, his uh, you know, do you guys know what whip is? I don't have to get into a whip thing, right? Walks and hits divided yeah, by any yeah. pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A really good whip is anywhere around like a, a great whip is around like 115. It's a terrific whip. His, his whip is a starting pitcher. So I want you to think about this. He threw 213 innings and his whip was 0.923. And then he threw, and he struck out 313 batters that year, by the way. Struck out 313 oh and he walked goodness. 37. Walked 37. Dominance. The next year he comes back. Um, he actually lowers his ERA by a quarter of a run. He pitches four more innings, strikes out 284, walks only 32, and his whip is 0.737. Wow. As a starting pitcher, yo. Oh my starting gosh. Pitcher. Think about like what kind of year. But I was what year was the, that? Did you say 99 and 2000 when he's 27 and 28? The best, the best two year. So, what were some Pedro of the hitters Martinez at that time? Era. 99, 2000. Who, who was he facing? Dude, that's, a, that's the steroid era. Yeah. Like, that's right that's in the middle. Literally right in the middle of the steroid era. So, it's like American Alex League, Rodriguez you're facing and all of them. Yeah. A Rod, Jeets, you know, Jeter's yeah. up. Uh, the Yankees are the power Yankees. The Yankees are winning everything, right? Um, Jim Tomey is in Cleveland. Uh, Giambi? Baltimore is still really good. Uh, Giambi is around. Baltimore is still really good back then. Um, mm-hmm. So you have really good baseball teams, and he is mowing them down. Like absolutely like a destroyer of baseball teams that year. Super fun. I mean, I'll never forget it. Like I watched, you know, watched so much of that, and uh, it was Un, it's unbelievable you know when you think about like a you know as a starter having a strikeout per nine of 13.2 during the steroid era like how whack that is it doesn't even make sense you know yeah. just the the unbelievable uh baseball that he played back then those are some fun teams and they just couldn't get over the hump like you know because basically it was pedro and nomar and not too much else um yeah because by 04 i mean he wasn't the same guy he certainly willed them to victory but yeah, that's, I mean, that's what, you know, Pedro's in the hall. Sam and I went to his Hall of Fame induction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had bad years. He was great. A career of ERA of under three, you know, career whip of 105, Jeez. which is dumb. Yeah, that's absurd. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm enjoying it this year. I think this year is super fun to watch. And yeah, maybe someday we'll do a deep dive on like the greatest seasons of all time. Cause we can really, get, I'll cool. really get into that Pedro season. Cause it's, it's so dumb. The Pedro season's yeah. so stupid. Um, yeah. I think even Peter Gammons says that it's like the greatest season of all time. So it's, it's nuts. Is the Fonder driveway special going to happen or classic, not special. My bad at some point. So yeah, uh, will the Fonder classic happen? Um, is a great question. I was resigned to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. I decided mm. it wasn't going to happen. And then my wife of all people last weekend is like, you really need to do it. She's like, I don't know what you have to do. Have people sign a waiver, do it in waves. She's like, just pick a day and do it. So I'm kind of kicking around a couple of different dates. Mm-hmm. Memorial day, Monday, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about doing mm-hmm. it. Um, a really weird kind of random day. Cause I don't know if you guys remember this when I did the whole thing, it was about like saving America. Do you guys remember this? I did like videos and stuff like that. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I kind of kicked around flag day. Cause it's like June 14th. It's kind of this oh. random day. Like yeah. To do it on like a flag day kind of thing and just make it like about saving America kind of as a goof or whatever again. Um, <laughs> or like sometime over like July 4th, like July 
fourth, I think is a Saturday or something like that. So maybe doing it or maybe it's a Sunday. So that means like July 5th will be a, a holiday. Like you won't have to work on July 5th. Um, it'll be an American holiday. So I kind of thought about doing it all day that day too. So I, I think you're going to see it. Um, you know, like everybody else, I'm kind of hopeful that things start to clear up a little bit and more people get uh, vaccinated and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not to push my pro-vaccination propaganda and all. I, <laughs> I, appreciate I, just, I got, I got my second dose about a actually two weeks ago to the oh, almost nice. to the day. So I'm should be fully effective now, which is nice. Congratulations! So, Did you get yeah, Pfizer or Moderna? You. Did you Moderna? Oh, that's too bad. Oh. <laughs> do you want to know the why? Do you? Want, I can tell you the why. I mean, yeah, I, I want to hear the I why. Work, I work for a bit of a healthcare company. <laughs> just a, a bit of a health for a Fortune 50 healthcare company. Yeah. Um, sounds like you're going to have to get a booster shot in fall. Sorry, that's okay. Yeah, the Pfizer folks won't have to. Pfizer mm-hmm. Pfizer folks looks like our our because I got Pfizer. It looks like our shots are going to hold up. So I'm the only one in my family who got Moderna. I didn't really get the choice. I just no, you showed just show up. up. And, yeah, so yeah, I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to complain. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think Tony is just doing like a steady diet of drinking Mr. Clean to see if that works instead. <laughs> yes. Just do yep. Mr. Mr. Clean, Clean shots every morning. Cleanse the body from yeah. the inside out. Yeah. I lick a Lysol wipe <laughs> once a day and I've been good since. So yeah, that's, that seems perfectly healthy to me. I don't see what could go wrong. Logical. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, but, hey, well, we're talking about basketball here in the Fonder Driveway Classic. Last time you were on the show, Jason. Oh, uh, the joke said, about like picking NBA games, right? This is exactly where I'm going. You were going to pick NBA games. We were going to do playoff games. It's not exactly the playoffs yet. No. But I can just look at the schedule today and ask you, Jason, what are your thoughts on Dallas Mavericks, Detroit Pistons today? Uh, okay. It's really funny that you say this because I remember I was on the treadmill this morning and I remembered that we were doing this today. This is the yep. truth. This is an absolute true story. Like I remember I'm like, Oh yeah, I have that. I have that with Tony and Will today. And uh, I happen to have, I turn over to sports center when I'm running and you know, it's NFL draft obviously. So that's spooling up there, but yep. then they go to highlights. They go to game highlights and it's the Phoenix suns playing. And with God as my witness, if you would have had me guess 10 teams, I had no idea. Chris Paul played for the Phoenix suns. Yes, that's right. What the yep. hell is Chris Paul doing playing for the Phoenix Suns? I honestly, I if you'd have told me Chris Paul, if you told me yesterday, did you know Chris Paul retired at the beginning of the season? I would have said, Oh yeah, I knew that. I had no idea he was still playing basketball. And not only like I, apparently at a high level. Yeah, he's doing good this year. Because they were holding up signs that were like CP3 MVP. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. So, there is nobody that knows like less at this point about NBA basketball. I, I think, didn't I say this on the last show? I know Luka Doncic is really good. I know that because there's nothing ESPN loves more than showing a tall white guy hit baskets. It's like they're well, yeah. besides Zion. like Or LeBron. Uh, they do love their LeBron. They really do. Well, it's funny because they don't play the Lakers. So I run, my running time is always 6 to 6.30. That's when I'm on my treadmill. I'm, up, I'm running. And like clockwork, right? It is LeBron highlights at 6 a.m. every day. And he must be hurt, right? Because he's not playing. So they don't play the highlights of Lakers games till like 6.10 now. Like, so oh. it's really funny because, but it is always, it is always Luka Doncic. Um, I, I see a lot of 76ers highlights. So I'm guessing, like, I'm swear to, like, I'm, I'm going to make some predictions because I, I think they're good. 
I think they're good. Yeah. A lot of uh, the Slim Reaper, uh, uh, a lot of uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the tall, who's the skinny guy that hits threes in uh, in Brooklyn? He used to play for oh, Ben Simmons. Oh, Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah. Slim Reaper, maybe. Um, oh, for Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. I see a lot of, of, of him out there hitting shots. The Slim I'm Reaper. Guess <laughs> the Slim Reaper is a great nickname, right? Uh, um, <laughs> I see the Slim Reaper hitting shots, and I think that they – so this is my guess. I think the Nets are good. I, I can't verify. I think they, good they must to win. be good. What's that? Win the, are they good enough to win the, the championship? Uh, I'm going to say yes, just because uh, – well, because you know if, if – because Durant's there. The, the guy with the beard is there too. Uh, he, he, uh, he's injured right now, though, too. He has okay. a hamstring injury. And they have a third guy Go. too, right? So they have Kyrie. Um, they have, flat yes. earther. they have the flat earther on their team too. Yep. So those, so my guess is, is that they're pretty good because uh, Durant is completely uncomfortable being the number one anywhere. So he gets to be the two or three on that team, which is perfect for him. Cause then he can go mm-hmm. glom on and steal another championship. So the nets winning the championship, I, I will predict uh, nets over Sixers in the Eastern conference finals. Uh, even though I can only name two 76ers, uh, Who's, who would those be? Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's one. one. Yep. Ben Simmons. Yep. You got two. <laughs> okay. Yep. Ben Simmons. And so, do, do they still have uh, uh, the white guard from Duke that can shoot? JJ Redick. Do they still have JJ Redick? Uh, no, they do not. Okay, they don't. Uh, I think the Bucks are not going to win. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I based on the highlights, they don't play their highlights till about six twelve every day, which means they must not be very good. <laughs> Uh, in the Western Conference, I will take the Lakers because I believe that LeBron is probably faking an injury in order to get healthy. And I believe that they also, uh, they held out AD for a while too, right? Because I saw no Lakers highlights. And then all of a sudden, like a, like four or five days ago, I saw Lakers highlights. So I'm guessing it's because uh, I also cannot name any other Lakers besides those two. So I will go Lakers over the Chris Paul-led <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Uh I, I can probably name a couple of Clippers too, if I really tried, because they have the dude that won the championship by himself in Toronto a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know oh. what his name is. Well, he played for Kawhi San Antonio too. Ah, oh, Kawhi Leonard. And they yeah. have the they have the other reject from uh, Oklahoma City that snapped his leg in half. <laughs> uh, Paul. Uh, the yeah. other reject. Paul George. Paul George. Yeah. yeah Paul yeah. George. Yeah. So. I think I'm pretty much exhausted. I, I did think about this like today. I cannot name, I bet I can't name a single player off of like eight or 10 teams. Oh, I know what I saw. Utah is good, right? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Number one. I don't know anybody on Utah. I don't know a single player on, on Utah. Not one. They're, they're the first in the Western Conference and then the Suns are right behind them a game back. Do they have Sabonis on that team? Is he on that team? <laughs> Sabonis. Do you know That's what I'm talking about? Question. He was they, oh. he's a son of a famous player because his dad was like a really good pro in Russia. They called him like the Russian Larry Bird. Yeah, Demontis Savonis is uh, a pacer right now. Oh, man. They have... See, I knew he played for a team that only has white guys. So I think I was right. <laughs> um, I, so I think I was right. And I think, is Golden State terrible now? Are they terrible again? They're uh... like kind of middle of the pack like they were terrible for the last couple of seasons but they've been picking up their play they're not they're I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say they're good but they're better than what they were last couple of seasons they're about, they're exact exactly 500 right now 31 okay. 
wins 31 losses. So. so that's about what I would expect from that team, I guess. Like not knowing nothing about them. I can only name Curry on that team. Too, you couldn't you couldn't name a single jazz player? Oh no. No way. No, no <laughs> chance. Oh no. No, zero chance. Uh oh gosh. No, I, I'm trying to think because I feel like they have like a guy that's like really good. Like what they have like two of them. Do they really? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm well, good. I wouldn't say really, really good, but uh Donovan Mitchell and then Rudy Gobert. Two all stars. Uh, did Donovan yeah. Mitchell play for like University of Louisville? Uh, good question. <laughs> yeah, good question. Louisville. Boom. So I watched him play when he was there. Rudy Gobert. I, I have never heard of that human being. I don't know. Who he's that is. he's pretty good. He was he's the he's guy at the start of the. He, he, like he was the guy at the start of the pandemic that was like everyone was like freaking out about COVID. Oh, he was he patient zero. Yeah, he yeah. touched all the yeah. microphones. Yeah, yeah, he's That's patient zero. Guy. I remember that. Yeah, uh, I also one of the best know, defenders in the NBA too. I know the Defensive Nuggets the have like a really big white dude that kind of lumbers up and down the court and shoots like awful hook oh, shots. Jokic. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Why not? Him, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can only name, I think off the bucks, I know Antetokounmpo and I know, do they have like a, a like a Drew Holiday or something like that? That is, mm-hmm. yep. They just acquired him heading into okay. this season. And I only know him because I didn't know how to say the name J-R-U-E. And then I sure, heard it Drew, like d-r-e-w i'm like oh that's kind of cool i like that um and that was it like that's so you've really like tapped out i know uh zach is it zach levine Mm -hmm. plays for the bulls i know him because he won a slam dunk competition once (laughs) otherwise fire what's that you're on fire i mean you know your stuff yeah i think that we could cover a whole three minutes of the show if i just sat and tried to name every nba player um yeah, even like the Celtics, I really struggle with. I used to be a pretty big Celtics fan, but now I just, mm. I just can't get like, uh, I can't care about it. I don't know what it is about the NBA. You guys, the kids, the kids love it. I just think it's dumb. I just think oh, I still, I still can't watch a full game of basketball. I just get too like, there's too much scoring back and forth for me. I get like, I get worried way too easily. So I just like watch maybe like the last two minutes of a game. Well, that's where it all happens because that's where the referees decide who wins it. So that's where it's always, that's where the best basketball is in the NBA. Get to watch that. Every time I watch like somebody take a six step Euro step from half court, I'm like, oh my God, like, what is that? (laughs) There's, this is totally off topic of basketball, but I got to find this Twitter page I just found. And it's like, it's for baseball and it ranks or it's uh, umpire scorecards or something. You probably and saw it because I retweet it all the time. Did I tweet you? Yeah. at them and I retweet it because I love because I'll be watching a bad baseball game and I'm like, yo, I can't wait to check out ump, ump scorecards tomorrow. Because I was so cool. I was watching. They have a the Patriot is uh is it like Pat Nor? Pat. Uh, they have a guy. They call him the patron saint of umpiring because he had a perfect game like last year or something like that. Uh, um, they he's like on the front of uh of their Twitter account. He's terrific. Like he's their, he's their pin tweet on there. Like his game. I just had some, some huge news from a, uh, from a verified Twitter account. This is, I know exactly where you're going. This is we'll, we'll transition into football with this one. Cause I know exactly where you're going. I'm so, I, I'm so excited right now. Can I guess what it is? <laughs> yeah. Is, is it sports related? Yeah. It's, yes. it's NFL. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Is it Packers related? Yep. Yeah. Oh no way! Okay, yeah. so I, it's because I saw I can see the excitement in your face. Packers related. Have the Packers acquired someone? No, uh, no. It it uh, did they move into the first round? There was an offer. <gasps> Bring it. What is it? 
What so is this? Into this? At, at 49ers have, so this is from at Bill underscore Michaels on Twitter. At 49ers have offered at Packers a third overall pick this year's draft, plus other picks and a number of players from their current roster, including Garoppolo for Rodgers. The Packers have turned them down, first reported by at PA on the mic and confirmed by others. It's Paul Allen, Bill Michaels. The that would have been freaking crazy. That would have broke the internet. I almost, I think if that would have happened, I would have had to stop the show and cried. I would have had to cry. (laughs) Holy cow, you guys! I can't believe that's a is is that a good offer? And I want you to think about it. Is it a good offer? Like it depends who the players are, right? Like because there's not some players like what if they offer like some good not you know they're not gonna offer kettle or whatever kittle but they're gonna what if it's like a couple of defensive starters i guess you know boy that's wild man that's wild some people are replying saying that this is uh exaggerated but i i don't know it's bill michaels bill michaels is a credible source especially in the sports talk game of wisconsin bill michaels is credible sure he's tweeted it out so, but Ty Schmidt replied, "You, I'm going to pronounce this word wrong. You, you run, E R R erroneous, erroneous, erroneous on all accounts. Yeah, that's from the Wedding Crashers. Either that's way, line in the movie. If this is true, yeah, is is this? Would this be a good move for the Packers? I would, I would have to say no. Well, here's the problem. I guess, like here, here's the real problem with that trade offer. Is what are you going to do with the third pick? Overall, yes. right? Because it's gonna draft, have to be a quarterback. You already used the first round pick on a quarterback last year, right? So, do you think? I mean, is that like Jordan Love sucks, right? Which I said to you guys like two shows ago, like he sucks. Mm-hmm. Or, you said that the day he got drafted, he sucks. Yeah, I mean, Jordan <laughs> Love. Jordan Love is he? He's terrible. He, he's a he's a bad quarterback. And or do you, or do you run Garoppolo? But if you think you can develop love, well, Garoppolo's what one and done, right? He'd be your yeah. starter for a year. Yeah. yeah. And then you, so you're basically drafting it for the pieces or getting it for the pieces, and you're using that third round pick. You have to use it on a quarterback, then, right? You have to take mm-hmm. Mac Jones or take uh, Trey or whatever. You have to take one of those guys. You have to. I mean, there is no mm-hmm. choice at that point. Um, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, holy cow. I mean, is it, I'm is glad it, I didn't go through. Well, it's early. True. Right? True. Is that why table, you can, you know, you can, it's like fantasy baseball. You can offer as many trades as you want. Right. Well, do you think the 49ers acquired that third round, that third overall pick to trade it for someone like that? Do you think they had it in their mind that they're going to go for Aaron Rodgers or maybe someone of that elite caliber with a third overall pick? I think, I think they, I think when they made the trade that they thought the Jets were not going to take Zach Wilson. I think they made the trade thinking the Jets weren't going to take Zach Wilson. And now I think it's done. Now I think that's that he, it's like Zach Wilson's the number two pick. And now San Francisco is in a place where they're going to have to take Trey Lance. And have you guys watched any Trey Lance highlights? What about Justin seen? Fields? You the, no, no, Justin. No, no, just, no, no, no. Justin Fields okay. is falling. Like he's, he's, Justin Fields is going to go to the, going to go to the Broncos at nine and he's going to be an absolute star going to be an absolute okay. off he's going to be off the charts he's going to be so trey lance have you watched any trey lance highlights i have actually the last couple who does weeks. he look like who does he throw who does he play the game like i don't know the comparison you're going for colin kaepernick mm. oh okay. he plays the game i like haven't kaepernick. thought that before do you think the 49ers yeah, sure. want to draft kaepernick again like 
that's the deal. Like Prime they, Kaepernick, I think they yeah. feel like, okay, I guess we have to take him. And if you know the Packers are in a situation where if you think the 49ers, by the way, are the 49ers with Rodgers a top three team in the NFC? 100%. Yes. 100%. Yes. Seattle's down. The Rams, geez. Can you imagine? Is there anything funnier than thinking about Matt Stafford pulling up Twitter and seeing Rodgers going to the 49ers and be like, you have got to be like he finally got away from Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers just follows him into the division. Like Stafford oh be punching the air. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that. There's just something hysterical about that. But you you got to figure 49ers are instantly favorites to win that conference. I mean, I or win yep. the division. I mean, I know uh, Cardinals are great now. I think their Cardinals are up and coming. But they got they got that five foot two guy playing quarterback. I don't know how long that's going to last. Like sure. the 49ers with Rodgers are real. Like they are real. You draft Trey Lance, you're three years out, mm-hmm. right? You're already yeah. saying like three years out. And how long are you going to keep that defense together and going to keep like, you know what I mean? That team together. That's what's very interesting about that deal. And, and if you're a Packers fan, I'm sure you hate it. But if you're a pra- if you're pragmatic about it, because I've thought this, cause you guys know, I'm kind of a Seahawk guy. Um, yeah. Uh, there's something really devastating about losing Russ. But on the flip side of that, if you could get like six pieces for Russ, yeah. you can probably talk me into it mm-hmm. because you just think about it. Like long-term as a Packer fan, do you think Rogers is still playing here in three years? Probably not. If you drafted a quarterback to replace him, he's probably not playing here. Well, mm-hmm. if you can get a boatload of stuff for him in a division that isn't very good, um, even Garoppolo probably wins you nine games here. Go nine and seven here, ten mm. and six. Throw sure. in a couple more pieces, and you might might win a couple more. Even I'm just trying to talk you guys into it. I just want you guys to like just join me on my voyage <laughs> well, here as I talk I, you into what it would be like in the yeah. post Aaron Rodgers era. I mean, it's going to happen. You're right. At some point, we live. I mean, yeah. Tony and I were old enough to remember Favre leaving too, so it's not like Nightmare. we're. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like we're uh, immune or or we are not un- unexperienced with that feeling. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean. I want to, I would obviously like, I'd rather keep Rodgers over any other player, but they throw in, I don't know, six. I could give, I would get, well, I don't know. I would have to, there'd be a lot that would need to be coming to, for me to get on board, but those players yeah, would have to be in, players, right? I mean, the players would have to be like, wow, that's a really big piece, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I'd have to look. I don't. I don't know the 49ers roster like off the top of my head, but if they have like some linebackers or, mm-hmm whatever that are like in year three of their contract where, you know, you know, they're like kind of a two year deal that to me is probably what the pieces are that they're offering. Right. Cause yeah, I think, yeah. the, I mean, certainly though, you know, <laughs> think about this like long-term, like there's just think about like the long play Packers make this deal, right? Let's just pretend the Packers make this deal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say you have to stay with the three pick. There's no. nothing to say you can't trade that three down to like, somebody down in that like nine ten and just see if like and then and then just see if like devonta smith like drops to you or jamar chase right i mean there's nothing to be said you have to go take a quarterback there like all of a sudden like the packers fortunes change right you get that's the thing is you have a wide receiver draft this year with like i you know i think you have what three or four starters like immediately right i i I don't i don't i don't follow the draft like incredibly tight um 
but I mean, right. I think they have two predicted to go top 10 and that's, you know, I think, I think Jamar Chase is excellent. He's short, but he's excellent. I think Devonta Smith is going to be, you know, whatever you think of, uh, um, Amari Cooper. I think he's Amari Cooper. I think he's like mm. really good. I think sure. he's just going to be, that's... I think, I think Jalen Waddle doesn't do a lot for me. Um, mm-hmm. but I get it. Like, I think if you want to take Waddle, so you got like three guys that can really play. So there's nothing to say the Packers would have to use it on that. I think that's the hard part about like even the Packers just draft in general. Is it like down at 20, are they 20? 29. 29. I mean, there's no, I guess you could take Bateman out of Minnesota, but um, Mm -hmm. I'd be a little surprised. Right. Wouldn't you? Like, I think, Mm -hmm. because you know, somebody's going to fall out of that top 30 players. I think those edge rushers always fall out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Packers will take, uh, that linebacker up Notre Dame if he falls a little bit anyway. Really? Don't you? I mean, don't you do, I, don't you want to see him take? Is it uh, Coramora? Coramora? I'm, I'm a Notre Dame fan, even I can't pronounce his name. Caramora <laughs> or something like that. There it is, Caramora. Um, yep, Jeremiah Ousu Coramora. Uh, I, that I see to him, me is I where see you him go. being mocked uh, to go in the top twenty. So that's the case of if he falls to 29. If he falls to 29. Yeah. Cause you have other, I mean, he's, I think one of the better linebackers on the board uh, in that kind of second half of the draft. Cause you have those yeah. guys that are going to go for sure. Uh, the guy from Penn state is going to go for sure. Cause he is terrific. Micah Parsons. Oh, um, he's so good. That dude is so good. Yeah. So I agree. Good. I mean, like, I don't know if you've watched, like you guys are a bit probably Wisconsin guys too, right? Like, yep. Big 10. Oh, Parsons can play. He um, is a force. Yes. Parsons is one of those guys. I think there's like real, like five legit fun stars that are going to come out that aren't quarterbacks out of this year's draft. And that's, what's going to be really fun. I think there's yep. just some guys, uh, JC Horn uh, can really play too. Uh, uh, certain junior uh, or certain certain. The second is a really good cornerback. His dad was yep. a good player too. I'm a big uh, fan of Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern big 10 guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the Packers have options. That trade is just pretty crazy. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I can't think where the, where the Packers are. Do they, though they're late in the second round too. I just pulled it up. 60 second. Yeah. Cause I'm guessing they would like to move up. Cause you have a lot of second round talent at wide receiver too. Cause my guess yes. is they're gonna have, they have yep. too many needs to, to answer. <laughs> What's better than the bears taking Kyle Trask, <laughs> the bears taking Kyle Trask would just be so funny. It would be so bears. So bears to take a guy that you think is going to be good that you we all know is going to be bad. You know he's going to be a bad one, football player. Oh yeah. One thing I texted Tony that's kind of interesting now that this trade rumor from the Niners came up. I texted Tony yesterday just so I had it on record. I said five bucks says Niners take Devonta Smith at three just to be like in like with this whole quarterback rumor stuff and they've been hyping it up like crazy and I just thought maybe that would be like the weird thing that came out of this draft is the Niners take Smith way early. Mm-hmm. Um, then he's projected, but now that this is coming out, they clearly have some sort of like drama about who they're going to take at quarterback. Cause that would only, to me, that the only reason why they'd want to trade out of that pick. Yeah. Maybe they um, were in, maybe they were thinking something weird too, right? Like if you don't think, I don't know what they're going to do with Garoppolo, but who knows? Maybe they were in on the whole, uh, Teddy Bridgewater thing, right? Mm. Oh yeah. Maybe. Now, Bridgewater goes to Denver. Denver still has to take a quarterback, right? They still have to yes. take somebody. Cause yes. I mean, you know, God bless Teddy Bridgewater, and I hope Sam is listening. Sam Fonder is listening to this because he loves his Teddy Bridgewater. But oh, I like him too. He's damaged goods, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then yes, dude's yeah. leg came off like a like one of your Star Wars action figures when you were a kid. Like dude's legs he, like actually came off and they just he's like Tyrod Taylor, two point yeah, no kidding, right? No kidding. Pretty much. He, he he wasn't gonna be. He was gonna be special. And then, mm-hmm. but once your leg gets ripped from your body, you're never quite the same player. I don't know if you know that or not. I would but, imagine that would play a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That Rogers deal, man, that's that's earth shattering stuff. That is like mind blowing stuff. I, I almost think we should have paused the podcast and just all went walking around our individual yards and stuff for like 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> even for me, that's like that's mesmerizing. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. You ready for this now? Rob Domofsky has oh, quote tweeted Bill Michaels, says this is in all capitals not and then true. He says, I'm told by a source with direct knowledge, repeat, not true, no calls per source. Mm. I would I would fist fight Rob Domofsky in a parking lot. Come on. <laughs> Good I guy, would. no? <laughs> no, he's the worst. Oh. <laughs> Rob Domofsky tried tried to bring down the University of Wisconsin Green Bay basketball program by making up lies and innuendos. I hate Rob Domofsky. The fact that he even works for ESPN makes me want to puke. Really? I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder then how this Bill Michaels guy, because he's verified, like he's a somewhat, I mean, I wouldn't say totally, clearly not totally reliable if this is not true. I wonder where this story originated. Like somebody must have made that up then. But either way. Paul Allen, Paul Allen Bill Michaels uh, said first reported by PA on the mic, Paul Allen. Interesting. It was not verified, but does have 182,000 followers on Twitter. Hmm. Well, I would imagine, I mean, you know, who knows like where it gets to, right? Like the 49ers maybe just called just to see. True. Right. They'd be willing to put the deal together. I mean, I mean even if should, it's not true, way. I mean, it's just a good topic to talk about. I mean, that's a good hypothetical to go through. Hmm. It's I'm a, not, well, I I'm think... not at all disappointed that we talked about it and pounded it for 10 minutes. I think that's a, <laughs> you know, that's a well, logical trade that when you draft a quarterback in the first round, this is what's going to happen. Like now yep. you're going to talk about what's going to happen to Rogers for now until yep. the end of time. It's what we did with Favre for four years, man. Like four years of that. When we drafted yep. Rogers. It's like that's what we talked about every year. And every to go day. back to your uh, your point on the like what the Packers are going to take, I'm going to go on record by saying they're going to take a lineman too. I think that linebacker uh-huh. would be the better choice, but they've like. I don't know what, like, they've seemed to kind of fall in love with their uh, low round and undrafted free agents or rookies or whatever, like in Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. I think Martin, they took in like the fourth round and then Chris Barnes was undrafted. I, I I like, I like Chris Barnes. I don't know. I need to see more of them, but I bet you they'll end up going linemen. I just don't see them. You're probably, you're probably right. I mean, cause it is a good line draft in that second half of the first round. So I, you're probably right. Um, I know, you know, everybody's going to be begging them to take a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I, I still think you get better receiver talent later. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think you have to go. I think if any of those linebackers fall, I think you, I don't know that you have a choice right. or I guess your choice is to trade out of it. And cause the Packers have, I don't know how you feel about your team. Right. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like they have like five spots to fill, but none of them are earth shattering. I don't feel like the Packers have to like retool. Um, Even from a receiver standpoint, I mean, you know, Funches is coming. Funches is going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. He'll produce. Tony's on mute, by the way, just talking over there. There we go. Okay. Um, Uh, I think, I feel like (laughs) talking to myself here. No one, I feel like the most prominent um, 
position they need to work on is defensive line. For me personally, I'm not happy with Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, uh, Montrevious Adams. I'm not happy with the play of those guys in the last yeah. couple of years. <laughs> That's a position they need to help Kenny Clark in. The one, and if one they thing don't, I, I'll scream. I don't understand why they don't play Kiki more over like Lancaster because to me, Lancaster is not like he's like he's not a game changer. And I feel like Kiki's made a few more plays than Lancaster has with the very limited snaps he's had. Yeah. But yeah, they got they got holes to fill there for sure. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I think it's you know both sides of the ball. Like you gotta you gotta fill some gaps there. Mm-hmm. But you know you see it when the linebacker plays well and when the linebacker doesn't play. That's why I always just go back to like that linebacker play makes such a difference in NFL mm-hmm. games. You know, I, you look at a team like Seattle. Seattle's a perennial contender, and I know we all throw Russ out there like he's the reason. But you know, if you watch them, haven't haven't Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright like always having them, always having them, mm-hmm. it changes a game. I mean, even look at who's the dude that left Green Bay and went to is it Martinez? Yep, and went to the Giants. Yep, what yeah. did he lead the NFL in tackling last year? Some crazy thing yes. like that. He, he's a good player. He's a good player. And mm-hmm. I think you, when you don't have that, I mean, I know like he was much maligned here, but you know, AJ Hawk, like AJ Hawk was kind of like did his job. Yep. You, you know, there's something that, about having like a slightly above average linebacker that gives mm-hmm. you 10 good years um, that really changes the game. And yeah, I don't know. I, and I just, I don't know who that guy is. Like, I think to your, I, I feel like I'm trying to answer the point you guys are making about the line. I think if you have good linebacker play, Mm-hmm. Your yeah. line will improve. Yep, I think that that's a big deal. You know, part of the reason your line isn't getting pressure too is because guys throw real fast on Green Bay. And that's it, I to your point. I almost kind of hope they go line uh, linebacker now, inside linebacker, because behind Martin and Barnes, they'll have Ty Summers <laughs> and Oren Burks. And I like Burks. I as a person, I don't know as how a special he, teams player. Yeah, he, he like he's he's a good guy, and I respect him and i but they need more depth yep you can always use that yeah i think you can always use that so yeah i don't know it's gonna be a can i can i jump in here yeah gotta ask you a question both your opinions as we move kind of towards a close here we've been at or around an hour i want to ask you this question i want full honesty do i continue my tweets of last year my favorite and least favorite picks of all seven rounds I say yes. So I you like tweet. That. So every round you tweet your favorite pick and your least favorite pick. Is that what you did last year? Yep. I started doing that last year in 2020. Do I continue? I kind of like that, honestly. Yeah, I do too. I it's kind of fun to see. I think you should add to it. I think you should do favorite pick, favorite pick, least favorite pick of the draft or round. But I also want you to like take in each round who you think is, uh, the unnamed star of sleeper, like a star, like this person. So I said this to one of the, I said, I said something like this to a kid on our baseball team yesterday. He's a sophomore and he's not ranked in the top 10 in the state in his whatever. And I said to him, you're, you're going to get drafted ahead of five of those kids when you're in, when you're go play baseball. <laughs> he's that good of a player. Yeah. And I think of that, like, uh, like think about like, um, like I'm just looking, looking through like some of the top guys, right? Like, like uh, Christian Derrissaw offensive lineman from Virginia Tech like none of us have ever seen this guy play I don't even know what he looks like right but is he going to be like a 12-year player like is he Trent Williams you know is he going to be like that offensive lineman 
Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Like, so I would like to see you pick because you remember like the second round when Seattle picked DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. like, but there yeah. were like seven other wide receivers picked instead of him. I mean, Tony, you've definitely seen me tweet this. I love to tweet the names oh, yeah. of the other receivers every time DK Metcalf like catches a second touchdown or goes over 100 yards in a game. I just love it. It just always makes me laugh. Like, do you know that this guy was drafted ahead of him? And my favorite guy drafted it. You know, like, I love that kind of stuff because the Packers also drafted it. I remember seeing tweets about uh, – you'll tweet, this guy's drafted ahead of DK, DK, DK Metcalf, Metcalf because he ran a better uh, – what was the drill that he didn't uh, The three-cone drill. Three-cone he ran a bad yeah. three cone drill. Yeah. So they dropped in the draft. So he it. dropped in the second round. DK Metcalf. Like all of you would cut off multiple fingers to have DK Metcalf in a Packers uniform <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Not just one, but say the same thing multiple. about Seattle with uh with Devontae Adams too, though. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I would like to see I think you continue it, and I think you also pick like the breakout star. First round, though, I want. I also want a prediction, Tony, on who the best quarterback is going to be. Like 10 years, who mm. is the quarterback that's going to be picked in the first round that we're talking about? Is it Fields? Is it Jones? Is it Lance? Is it Wilson? Is it Lawrence? Yeah. Five quarterbacks actually... are going in the first round. I want to know who's going to be the best of those five. Like who's going to – when I say best, I don't even mean statistically. Who's the winner in that group? I want to hear that, too, because mm. I, I think Lawrence is going to be average. Well, he's going to play for a crappy team. So yeah, yeah. I I want him to do well. Don't want it, it wish ill will on him, but yeah, Jaguars Ooh. are a long way off of a ill will. A long way. See, off I want to say that. Yeah, I want to say the same thing for Zach Wilson. But if he goes to the Jets, that's over. That's not happening. That's no, going to be like disappears. the Cleveland Browns for the next twenty years. No quarterback's yeah. going to succeed there. He disappears into the ether, right? But all of a sudden, like the Patriots, the Patriots trade up and take that Lions pick at seven, and they take Justin Fields, and it's like Justin Fields is going to be the best player out of that draft, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we'll have to hear that from you, Tony. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I just I'm wanted sorry. to get my feet. I just wanted to get a little feedback from y'all. Yep. And then I just want you to like every time Rob Domofsky tweets tonight, just to reply, fight me. <laughs> Nothing else. Just no context. I just want want you to just tweet back and i'm just fight me and All then right. like start sending like coordinates like start sending like like coordinates <laughs> for the park for the parking lot of 3m and stuff like that like just be like yo yo here's the football here's the here's schneider football field. The you can fight me here. not like the address but the no i want like north and latitude north 140 whatever like uh, however that all goes like that's what i want you to send sure yes. I, don't, I don't know if i could guy I, I have a i have a decent relationship with rob so i can't uh i can't go after him well, I don't want you to actually fight him. I just want him to no. show up there so I can fight him. <laughs> I, like, I can tag you if you want. I can try to close this gap. No, I got a guy blo- who wants we, to fight you. We blocked each other on Twitter now because we. Oh no! We really? Some, oh yeah, we hate each other. Yeah. See, I like I like Rob, so I can't uh, I can't do that to him. <laughs> well, he's. A jerk, I've had uh, so there you go. Yeah, I I have a good connection with him too. I I've never spoke to him. I have that on the bucket list. His wife actually was an instructor my freshman year uh, for a writing course I took. She was she was great. I, I you can't even imagine how little I care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell the genuinity in your voice. That's a word. Yeah, genuinity. yeah. Because actually, I, I have like no anger towards Rob Demosky. I just don't like him. I just like I, it's it's different now. Like it's morphed into something else. Like the way dogs sure. hate cats. That's the way I don't like. Yeah, Demosky. It's like now it's just in my system. <laughs> Uh, beautiful. Well, 
you know what, Jason, I've covered everything I've wanted to cover with you today. I don't know if Will has anything else, but this was, I mean, a typical Jason Fonda thing. I just throw a topic at you and we talk about it. Normal sports guys, sports talk. I mean, this is exactly what we were hoping for. I was totally prepared just to talk about Albert Pujols for an hour or two. Cause I can always do that. I'm <laughs> always prepared. I know you are. He always, he always with him. Cause he is, I agree with this. I've got, I've gotten crap cause I've agreed with this on you for, for so long that he is like one of the best hitters ever is the best hitter ever. Um, you know, I, I, I get the bonds argument. I'll always get the bonds argument. I, I will totally understand it. That people will say Barry bonds is the best hitter they ever saw. Um, Albert Pujols is the greatest batter I, I've ever seen. I, and what I've about, seen some great ones. I've been alive forever, man. I've seen a lot of great hitters. What about, this is one that, like, I, I've never watched hit, but I always hear, look at the statistics. What about a Tony Gwynn guy? Oh, Tony Gwynn was unbelievable, but he was also just a slap hitter. Just, like, mm. hit the ball the other way or whatever. I mean, he didn't add any power to a lineup. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't win anything. Now, Tony Gwynn has those, like, stats, too. Tony Gwynn has, like, those ridiculous – have you ever seen those when, like, people put those funny stats, like – um, like Nolan Ryan has struck out 25% of the Hall of Fame, like those kind of stats. Gwynn has those too. Like yes. Gwynn has a lot of those kind of like wacky stats where like he has struck out less in his career than like, you know, and they name some like, like the uh, Anthony Rizzo struck out in his career or something or yeah. in his in a year. Um, and I always love those kind of stats because I think those are hysterical. Like to me, those are funny. So, okay. yeah, so Tony struck Gwynn struck out than... 434 times in his career. Yes. And it was like 20 year career. No, Yeah, 20 years. Yeah. He has war. He has a, a career war of, uh, of 69. Pretty nice. Nice. But he only hit 135 home runs. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's, he was awesome, but I mean, Albert Pujols, man, those stats are ridiculous. And when he finally retires those stats, cause he's also at a 20 year career and his career war is a hundo 100. Think about that career war of a hundred. That's yeah. impressive. A hundred wins above replacement is what that means. Yeah. And his stats, I mean, you, you know, we've gotten to live through it. Like we've gotten to see like one of the greatest of all time. Just like, it, I mean, you guys are probably old enough to like watch Tim Duncan. Like Duncan oh, was yeah. like a great player that was just in a wrong era. And mm-hmm. by the way, Pujols going to the West Coast is just a proof that like, you know, nobody pays attention but have i ever done this where i read i know what you guys want to get rid of me but similar by ages That's fine. Keep going. similar by ages you know how they do this on uh, baseball reference mm-hmm. here are your similar similar by ages starting at age 21 this is for albert pools dimaggio 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 <laughs> frank robinson all hall of famers by the way both hall of famers miguel cabrera miguel cabrera jimmy fox hall of famer Cabrera, 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 Cabrera. Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, Frank Robinson. Some good Those company. are all Hall of Famers. His yeah. similarity scores are Willie Mays, Frank Robinson, Ken Griffey Jr., Hank Aaron, Mel Ott, Stan Musial, and David Ortiz. Wow. Yeah, that's it, huh? <laughs> how does that even make sense? Like, how do you even get your brain around, like, statistics like that? Like it doesn't make, you can't get your brain around that. Like it's dumb. Those are stupid stats. Like it doesn't wins above replacement, you know, it, so his wars at a hundred, there's, he's at eight seasons in the top 10. Like he's 32nd all time in war. He's first in active players. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know how you get around like how good he is. Right. Like 
When you say, by the way, that he was he's 32nd all-time in war, guys that are below him in war, Carl Yastrzemski, Eddie Matthews, Roberto Clemente, Jimmy Fox, uh, Al Kaline, Wade Boggs, Steve Carlton, Bob Gibson, George Brett are below him on the list. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean it's dumb. Like those mm-hmm. are that's like playing a game, like playing the show on on easy or rookie or whatever, right? Like <laughs> it's not even fair. Like that's not fair. Three MVPs. I don't know, man. It's yeah. Just, it's a How do you bananas get that out? career. It's a bananas career. You know, he's second about- time, or he's what third all time in in runs batted in. I mean, it's a great. It, this game's been around forever. He trails Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth. This is a player I want to throw at you now that, you know, and we're going to continue talking about this baseball thing because I, I actually, I really enjoy picking your brain about this. I had, I made this case on the show about two weeks ago. Guy who just retired is Jay Bruce a Hall of Famer? No. No, I disagree. He's in, what do they call it? Like the Hall of Really Good? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really, yeah. like, really good career. Like, really good career. Excellent. Keep in mind his defense. He was one of the best, def- one of the strongest throwing arms on the right field. Sure, his career was twenty. Yes, three-time All Star. I don't know. He had a really good career. What about the twenty? I believe it was 2010, 11, Maybe it was 2010, 12, and thirteen, where he played that major role in getting the Cincinnati Reds to the playoffs. First sure. time in like. 20 years, 15 years that they went to the playoffs. Jay Bruce was at the heart of the order. Yeah, I really, make the case for Jay Bruce being a Hall of Famer. He's a really good baseball player. He got a couple of really good years. He's Justin Upton. Hmm. The same guy. The same dude. I, it's a really good career. There's nothing wrong with being a very good baseball player for years. There's really nothing wrong with it. I mean, like, do you remember Carlos, Carlos Gonzalez played for uh, – Yeah. The Rocks, I mean, like, he had a really good middle of the year, too. I mean, Justin Upton's career war is 13 points higher than Jay Bruce. That's a good comparison, Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah, I mean, you can have a couple of really good years. Like, Justin Upton had some pretty awesome years. He's had 312 career home runs. He's had a great mm-hmm. career. He's uh, got the same amount of all-star games as Jay Bruce. I don't know. He's a really good baseball player. He doesn't belong <laughs> in the Hall point. of Fame. I mean, like, if I told you a player hit – 26 home runs, 17, 15, 31, 17, 27, 29, 26, 31, 35, 28, 30. And I asked you, is that guy a Hall of Famer? You'd say, sure he is. That's Justin Upton. Justin Upton's not going to the Hall of Fame. Jay Bruce had some great years. I don't know, Rizzo, uh, Chris Bryant, really good baseball players. I, I And I like Jay Bruce. Like, I don't, I don't think he's a bad baseball player. I just don't think you ever looked at him like that dude's going to carry your team to a championship. Like you have a lot of guys that kind of do that, especially like in outfield positions. Like there are a lot of guys that kind of go through and play like that. I like I like Jay Bruce. I don't I don't even think it's close. I don't even know if he gets like five percent of the vote. Really? Never won an MVP, right? I don't think he won an no. MVP. He finished tenth um, in MVP voting back to back seasons in eleven and twelve. Yeah, he won a. I mean, couple, he, even All Star games. He's only a three time All Star. He just didn't have the longevity. Some of those, some of those like numbers that he put up in those middle years, you're right. They're excellent numbers. I mean, really terrific numbers, but it just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I get what you're, what you're looking at because you do remember there was some yeah. years where he played really right. good baseball. Um, it's just, he's just one of those guys that like, he was just never, 
uh, to me, a, like a superstar, like just never was. Yeah, Carlos Gonzalez, 24.4 war. His war is actually yeah. better. I don't know. He didn't, you know, Car- Cargo had, uh, you know, 235 bombs too. He's not an all, he's not a Hall of Famer either. I, I, there's, and there's no shame in that, right? Look sure. at, uh, look at Lorenzo Cain. What a great baseball player he is. Just a really good, I mean, solid career, terrific year. Good defender. Yeah. yeah, but and Jay Bruce was too. It just doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. It makes you Michael Kadire. <laughs> you know, I, you know right? Comparisons I mean, are spot on. I hate that. Well, it's, you know, it, I get it. Because like we all have those guys too that you watch, especially like on a team that's like kind of your enemy that you watch and you're like um, – Who's the guy for the Yankees? Bernie Bernie Williams. Like for me growing up, like or not growing up, like Bernie Williams was a terrific baseball player, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. Career, career war of 49.9, 287 home runs. Um I'm trying to see like his all-star games because I know it was really like he uh he's been in through two Hall of Fame votes. He's in five all-star games. Um, he's been a top whatever in MVP voting six times, four gold gloves, but he's just not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't know. That's the one thing about outfielders is you'll get a pile of guys that can hit a ton of ton of home runs. You know, I, you know, Bobby Abreu had a better career than than Jay Bruce, and he's not a Hall of Famer either. Uh, mm. There's no shame in being a really good baseball player. It's a hard game. It's a That's really true. hard game, and there's no. I mean, I, I is Braun a Hall of Famer? Oh, that's the Barry Bonds thing. If you put Ryan Braun in, if if Braun doesn't do steroids, is he a Hall of Famer? If Barry Bonds is, then Braun is. Is he? Okay, I think so. What, I mean, if you're gonna let, Braun's if you're gonna let, then because we've been comparing war. Ryan Braun is he officially comparing war? Braun's is forty-seven point one. You want to know who his comparables are? His comparables are. I mean, it's pretty wild, actually, because you think of Braun as being like a. He only has one comparable player in the Hall of Fame. Only one. Wow. Chuck Klein. That's his <laughs> only comparable. By the way, similarity by age, like I did for uh, Pujols. His, you ready? Carlos Gonzalez, Carlos Gonzalez, Carlos Gonzalez. Hmm. Uh, Isn't that funny? Yeah. Hmm. The only time he's comparable to a Hall of Famer is Lance Bur- or, uh, Larry Walker. He was comparable to Larry Walker once. Oh, here's a really good one. Uh, Matt Holliday. Like Matt yeah, Holiday is one of those guys. Another one. really good career. Like there's another just, one of those guys that killed your team growing up that you just wanted to go away. Yeah, and he was seven-time All Star. Um, you know, it reminds me. Didn't we have a, a talk once on the show about um, wide receivers going in the Hall of Fame? And I said something yep. to you guys like it's loaded. Like that position is loaded, and that's why guys don't get in. Mm-hmm. Similarly, like outfielders that put up 350 home runs and don't win an MVP. There's probably an absolute ton of them. Like just, you know what I mean? Like look at mm-hmm. me just naming guys off the top of my head. Like there's probably just a ton of guys. Paul O'Neill is one of them for the Yankees. Lance Berkman had a career war of 52. He had 366 home runs and batted 293. He, I don't even think he's on the ballot. <laughs> you know, he didn't even get in, didn't even get a vote. I don't know. Yeah, he got yeah, 1.2% of the vote. Lance Berkman. Lance <laughs> that's Berkman. Nuts. Yeah, it was a star in his time. Six-time All-Star. Like, so, yeah, I get what you're saying about Jay Bruce, but I don't know. There's too many guys. By the way, that's funny. I pulled up Berkman. His comparable is Ryan Braun. <laughs> like, over and over and over and over. It's just Ryan Braun, nonstop. Like, oh, that's, that's what he, that's But then he there's that switch hitter discussion of putting switch hitters in the Hall of Fame. They did this from this side, that from that side. Kind of like the Chipper Jones thing. And I know Chipper Jones wasn't Lance Berkman. He was far better than Lance Berkman, but – <laughs> 
I mean, Lance Berkman has that switch hitter side of the of the argument too that could bolster his argument for being a Hall of Famer. And, and the, ugly part, about, the ugly part about switch hitters, though, is that and the truth, the ugly truth is that they're generally only really good from one side of the plate. Yeah, that's true. That's why you don't see so many anymore. Yep. It was an '80s thing. Now that you got dudes like Degrom throwing 101 in the seventh inning, like nobody wants to bat lefty when they're a natural righty against Degrom anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Hard enough from the right side. Now switch over to your weak side. It's like you don't want to hit like that. Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, uh, I get the Jay Bruce thing, but you're wrong. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> For the first time, I think all show, but I think it was a good show. Great discussion. Thank you yeah. again for slicing out the time for us, Jason. I mean, you know, we Anytime. always know it's a busy thing, and we look forward to getting you on in season seven. And wait, whoever replaces Will, I think yeah, we'll hopefully I'll job. be here. Yeah, whoever, whoever Will's replacement is, I'm looking forward to it. It's be yep. great. I will field. We are opening interviews now at the Tony G Show for Will's position. All right, yeah. Jason, we're, we'll let you go. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks nice for talking coming around. You. Yep, we look forward to the next time as well. Peace. <laughs>